You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. As I was preparing for tonight, God reminded me of the scripture in Jeremiah 32, verse 27. It says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? And we know when God asks a question, it's not because He doesn't know the answer. He wants to bring thought to mind. There is nothing He cannot do. He's a miracle-working God. He wants to bring transformation and life to you tonight. And in 1 Kings 4.20, it says, the kingdom of God is not in word and deed only, but in power. The kingdom we're a part of is a kingdom of power. There's power available to each of us through the Holy Spirit tonight that changes everything. So I'm gonna read a few scriptures, tell a few stories, then we're gonna pray, amen? Amen. So in uh, Matthew 9.35, we see Jesus' style, life and ministry. I know we know about Hubbard's style, but this is Jesus' style, life and ministry. Now, Hubbard's style is awesome, but Jesus' style is just one notch or two above. But in Matthew 9.35, it says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Jesus is all about people being restored. Jesus is all about you living your best life through Him. He wants you to step into Him because when we step into Him, we become a new creation. We, we become a new person. We're, we're revived. We're restored. We're redeemed. We're, we're not what we used to be. We've stepped over a line into a new way of doing life. You don't have to remain the same. You don't have to be the product of your upbringing. You don't have to be the product of the trauma you went through. You can be transformed tonight as you step into Jesus. But stepping into Jesus means I have to let go of my past. I have to let go of my hurts. I have to let go of my guilt, my fear, my insecurity. And I have to take a hold of all that He has for me. So we're going to take our example from Jesus tonight and step into releasing healing through the Spirit of God into this atmosphere. And I love the fact that we can take authority in the spirit realm. That we don't live subject to, to any, any demon in hell or any atmosphere, or any opinion, any, anybody's you know, opinion of who we are or, or how we can do life. We can take authority. And it says in James 1, it says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift, as I said before, comes from above. It comes down from our Father in lights, with whom there is no variation of shadow or turning. God wants to pour out such blessing into your life. He, he wants to fill you to overflowing because the, He wants the overflow to go and touch San Diego. He wants you to live out of overflow. He doesn't want you to live in lack. He doesn't want to you to live without. He wants to pour out so much. What are you expecting for tonight? What are you wanting? The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. When we delight, when we make God number one in our life, there is such a, a flow towards our life that we have overflow for others. You see, your family members, your work colleagues, your kids need the touch of God just as much as you do. So God wants to, He's not going to measure it out and you need this much, so I'm going to give you this one. He's going to pour out and pour it to the level of your expectancy, to the level of your faith. God will keep pouring out everything that you need because once we've received, we can give. We can pour out to others. Amen. At the cross, everything was taken so we didn't have to carry it. So if you're holding on to things tonight that are holding you bound and limited, they're not yours to hold. 
They're not yours to hold because they were paid for with the blood of Jesus. He owns them now. Release them to Him. Give them to Him. Let go of the very things that you're bound by. I love what it says in Hebrews. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight and sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he's now seated at the right hand of the Father. What was the joy beyond the cross? That was you and I. The joy beyond the cross, the joy beyond the pain, the joy beyond the, the shame was you and I. He went to the cross to give you new, new life. He went to the cross to set you free. Whatever it is, the, the devil is a liar and a thief. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his mission. His purpose is to lie to you and to rob from you and to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life everlasting. True life, real life, full life, heal life. I've come to transform your world. I've titled the message tonight, Let's Swap. Everybody say, Let's Swap. I don't know what lunch was like for you at school, but my mum made good lunch. My mum made great lunch. I'm a one of seven. There was a lot of lunches to be made, but she made good lunch. And every time I went to school, somebody said, what have you got for lunch? Let's swap. Every day. There was one guy in my year called Clay Briley. He was a good guy. Clay Briley, I know, it's in, it's in the name. Every single day. How you doing, man? Good. What do you got for lunch? Let's swap. Generally, I didn't mind. I liked my food, but I didn't mind sharing. I didn't mind, and I didn't know what he had, so I was just, yeah, give me what you had. And I don't know if it, his mum was no good at making lunch or the grass was green. I didn't know what it was, but every day, 12.52, what's for lunch? What do you got? Let's swap. One day, I got a little ticked. I thought, you know what? I'm sick of every single day of my life. What's for lunch? Let's swap. And so I went home and said, mum, you don't have to make lunch tomorrow. I'm making my own lunch. And I went past the supermarket, I got some cans of cat food, and I went home. And I made two sandwiches, cat food and cheese. And the next day I went to school, 12.52. Clay Briley says, what's for lunch? Let's swap. I said, well, I got tuna mornay and cheese. I don't know if you'd like that. He said, yeah, I'd like that. That'd be good. So I gave my good mate Clay Briley two sandwiches, which he quickly inhaled. Every last drop. Well, I waited for Clay to finish the second sandwich and, and proceeded to tell him what the sandwich actually was. Well, that wasn't tuna mornay and cheese. That was actually cat food and cheese, to which he took off quite quickly to the bathroom, emptied the contents of his stomach, and never asked me again what I had for lunch. <laughs> Today, I want to suggest to you that Jesus wants to be your Clay Briley. He wants to swap. He wants to swap what you have for what he paid for. He, he, he wants to take, the only thing, the difference between Clay and Jesus is Jesus wants what's worse. He doesn't want what's better. You see, Clay would come up every day, what have you got? Because it was better and he wanted it. But Jesus comes to every single one of us and says, what have you got? I'll take it. I'll take you. you you're feeling rejected? Let's swap. You're feeling broken? Let's swap. You, you're sick? Let's swap. 
I've paid the price. I went to the cross. I rose again. It is finished. Let's swap. You're feeling depressed? I've got hope for you. You're feeling anxious? I've got peace for you. Let's swap. Don't hold on anymore to what you've got in your life that is less than what God paid for. He paid to set you free. He paid to redeem you. He paid to bring healing to your life. And I, I was in Melbourne a few months ago, and I, I had a word of knowledge. It was a meeting like this, but it wasn't stadium seating. It was flat seating. And God said, there's somebody here, and I'm going to heal them. I'm going to raise them out of their wheelchair. And I couldn't see that there was anybody in a wheelchair. But he said, just say it. So I said it, and a little head popped up out the back of the meeting, and, and there was a girl in a wheelchair. And, and her carer, she had three carers 24-7, and her carer wheeled her to the aisle and then down the aisle. And as she was coming, I didn't know her story. I didn't know what was wrong. And God said, tell her she's healed. And I said, you know what? You should feel a heat in your back and tingling down your legs. You can just stand up because you've been healed. And she's like, what? And I said, do you have heat in your back and tingling down your legs? And she said, yeah, I do. I said, well, you can, you can stand up. That's the power of God. And so she got out of her wheel, wheelchair and just stood up and started walking towards the aisle. Can I put that photo up of uh, Misha? This is Misha. She's 42. What I didn't realize about that story was that seven years prior, she'd snapped her spine in a, in a, a cervical spine in a boating accident. She'd been paralyzed from that moment on, and for, for six and a half of the seven years, she'd been in hospital. They'd done every, every surgery they could, every bit of rehab that they could, uh, and at the end of six years, she was taking 48 tablets a day. They said, there, medically and scientifically, there is not another thing we can do for you. At which point, she tried to commit suicide three times. Twice, she flatlined and had to be revived. On the third time, it didn't work. So they just you know, let her go from hospital. At this point, she had only been out of hospital for three months. I just want to build some faith in the, in the house tonight. She came to the wrong meeting. She thought she was going to another meeting and ended up in my meeting. But God said to her, don't sit here. Do something. Get desperate. Reach out. Just come after me with everything that you've got. You've tried everything else. You've spent everything else. You've got no better. It sounds like a story in the Bible, right? You've only grown worse. And so she, she reached out and she said, oh, God, I'll go to church. I'll, but it was the wrong church that she turned up to and ended up in my meeting. Because God's good. She now sends me messages probably every two months on Facebook of, of photos of her traveling the world. So for seven years, she's been desperate. She's been depressed. She's had no life. She couldn't move. She had three carers that dressed her, fed her, bathed her, drove her everywhere, carried her in and out of her wheelchair. Today, she's living. I have come that you may have life and life to the fullest. I have come to redeem. I've come to heal you. I've come to cause you to live in victory. I cause you to be the head and not the tail above and never beneath. Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com.